Should have known that you were too damn selfish. Don't know why I look the other. I'm so hoarse. <laughs> the way I don't know the rest. Of <laughs> anyway, it's we're back. It's making a podcast. My name's Evan, and I'm Katie. Katie, how have you been during this break? Good. Well, working the whole yeah. time. <laughs> How's your new job going? Yeah. Well, it's done now. So I'm oh. freelance, so I'm only working like a few weeks at a time or as the jobs come. So I'm I'm still unemployed. I was unemployed the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been employed between. And <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no, it was brilliant. It was so good. Um, I worked with a team that I worked with previously. So it was really nice to like see people again. And I just had a ball. I just love this type of work. Yeah. So, yeah, I I had a great time, but I'm glad I'm able to have a little rest now because I am roasting. And as you can probably see, Evan, my face is so brown. Like, I actually just want to hide from the sun. My face got burnt and it's just so visible. And I'm like, ah. Why are you laughing at me? It's just, it's just like, I just want to head from some ah, and then just silence. <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> no, um, no, my face got burned, and like I'm just so sad about it. So yeah, yeah. Oh, there's nothing worse than when you sunburn, but then you go brown. <laughs> then I go brown, but then I feel like I look really weird with a tan face. No, I don't think you do. Thanks, I appreciate it. You know when you just look at yourself and you're like, oh, that doesn't suit you. I- I just think I see being pale. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone does, to be honest. Yeah. But how are you? Tell uh, us, because yours is exciting. Well, yeah. Uh, during the break, I went to New York. Ever heard of it? I vaguely know her. <laughs> vaguely. <laughs> yeah, no, I honestly had such a ball. It was just such an eventful eight days. Um, it was so humid. Oh. Unbelievably humid. I was like, I kept running into shops and bars just to use the air conditioning. <laughs> I heard that, like, coming up to Pride, it was, like, just meant to be thunderstorms the whole time. It was only one day of rain, and then they said it was meant to rain the whole time, but then it was, like, scorching the whole time. So, my weather app was lying to me. The weather's not homophobic, everybody. (laughs) As you've come to find out. She's an (laughs) It was just so much fun. I hadn't been to New York in five years, obviously. So many emotional moments. Got to celebrate Pride in New York, which... (laughs) That's on another level. <laughs> I can only imagine. It was on another level. There were a few protesters out there, but, you know, like the cast of Heartstopper at London Pride, just raise a finger to them. <laughs> exactly. I agree. Yeah. So, but, and I'm finally, oh my God, I've, I'm just over my jet lag. Oh, fab. Just over my jet lag. And I've been home a week. So, thank God I'm properly, my body clock is back to normal now. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. I'm glad. Anyway, uh, that's what I've been up to. We're going to head straight into pop news. We are, ladies and gentlemen. So, it's time for some pop news. And in a turn of events, I am kicking off this week's pop news with a a topic we briefly spoke about in the last episode. But while we were on a break, there has been a lot of updates about this. So, Mm -hmm. hi. Let's hop on the toxic gossip train. No, I'm on a And um, we will be speaking about that, though. Um, so 
For those of you who don't know the full tea, Colleen Ballinger is in a lot of hot water at the moment. I've been following this since the start, actually since three years ago, when a YouTuber first spoke up about this. At the time, the person was only 17 when he brought to light the subjects in which we will be talking about and is now a 20-year-old. And he is still having to talk about this online because somebody else brought it up. So, the main bullet points to know if you're not caught up on this already. She is a 36-year-old woman and would have been 29, which is older than both me and Evan, around the time of these allegations. There was a group chat called The Weenies, which consisted of many fans, 90% of which were underage, and the youngest, as far as we know, were about 13. She was sending nude images of Trisha Paytas that we know to what we know of is two boys, one who was 14 at the time and one who was 20, to make fun of Trisha's body. She hosted watch parties with her friends of Trisha Paytas's content, again, to make fun of Trisha's body and career. And there are even pictures of one of her friends posing beside an explicit picture of Trisha Paytas. She was allegedly racist on the set of Haters Back Off, which is her cancelled TV show. And while all of this came back around a month ago, she still toured where she was making jokes about the situation. Eric came on stage and said, I have the most wonderful wife. And Miranda said, that's not what I heard. Yeah. She also had a weird friendship with Jojo Siwa, which I can't even go into because it's so extensive but basically Jojo Siwa and Colleen my friends with Jojo was 13 so around the same age as the YouTuber that came around about everything except Jojo's older mm. but yeah um, she groomed her fans to become her little keyboard warriors and go attack her ex-husband who she was severely hung up on by the looks of things from YouTube mm-hmm. and she would ask her underage fans for advice about her divorced to her ex and on how to talk to her now husband and would ask them things to say like how to be flirty etc so this is a hard topic for me because I truly was a Colleen Ballinger fan um sorry yeah I truly was a Colleen Ballinger fan she used to have a message of love women and love everyone's body because everybody's beautiful and then all of this comes to light and it's a kick in the teeth and it's really hard to swallow. This woman, in my eyes, is a groomer because grooming doesn't have to be for sexual gain. People can be groomed to be bullies too, which is what she did. She used her status to gain trust in these people and she made them do her dirty work. I would like to let it be known that I've followed every single channel she has on YouTube and her podcast and her Instagram accounts. The fact that she stayed on tour and didn't even address anything except for making a 10 minute video where she pointed the blame to everyone else. And the main point of the song was to call out this talk. Most of this is fact. We are not being toxic. This whole situation is toxic. And if you can't handle the fact you're being caught. You were the one manipulating children and even adults. So put your ukulele down and apologize. Privately apologize to the people you've directly affected and publicly apologize to the people like me who have given you years of support and our time watching your content and vlogs. 
who have essentially been lied to for the past 12 years or so. I know she doesn't care that she's essentially hurt millions and I know this is dramatic but unfortunately this is serious and it's an issue that in my eyes has to go further as she has committed a federal crime by the distribution to porn to minors or at least definitely was knowingly talking about pornography with minors. Since she said the child is the one who was sending her the pictures which is not fully true but even if that was fully the case it's still icky and illegal and these people need justice so that was our first pop news oh my god (laughs) i just prepare a paragraph but you went in (laughs) yeah i i started typing and i realized i typed 798 words (laughs) like we're laughing because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hurt doing this. It's it's so shocking. But yeah, sorry about my rant, everybody. But this is something that like I actually have taken very personally. Yeah. It's this is one of my like this is shit, to be honest. I am very upset about it because I did like Colleen. And yeah. I'm gonna be honest, and I'm probably putting myself out in the limelight here, but I did watch her like when she was a family vlogger. Yeah, I did, and I watched her kids be born and grow up and all. And I look, I know there's controversy around that, and I do understand where people are coming from with that. But I did enjoy that content personally. I'm not going to lie, and then just like I just feel icky. Yeah, there's so much I didn't know that you just put out there. The whole Trisha Paytas thing, I was like, holy! So I knew Trisha put out a video, but I don't. Yeah, so thing about Trisha is that was just hearsay until I can't remember the other guy's name but I'm going to keep him anonymous, anonymous anyway but the 20 year old who's now 27 who would have went on tour with Colleen and stuff he put out the proof about two days ago mm. and like Trisha didn't even believe it until he put out the proof and then she was like oh this is real because Colleen was actually standing by Trisha yeah at- other way around Trisha was standing by clean until <laughs> that guy put out the screenshots to prove that Colleen was just sending her notes which is unsolicited yeah and it was behind paywall huh? so it, yeah it was on when Patreon was a thing before OnlyFans oh my god not just stuff she's pulling off Instagram it's stuff behind paywall oh my god and then she's screenshotting and sending it to minors and they're sending it back like people did say look i might have sent one or two back but i honestly it's not okay but they were they were children yeah and they were doing what their idol was initiating yeah so while it's not okay i truly believe these people now know that that wasn't okay yeah whereas this nearly 40 year old woman who has three children now yeah it just blows my mind i don't know i think there's more and more stuff coming out about this every single day apparently um yeah. i mean the the i i never got into youtube i knew colleen and i knew miranda yeah um and i but i was never fully into that world but um the video with the ukulele that she put out the apology give me your thoughts give me your thoughts i hate me. why <laughs> 
<laughs> my team told me not to say anything then don't don't sing anything either she was like that doesn't mean i can't sing anything yeah maybe you shouldn't because <laughs> now look right i do i'm actually fuming about that because it actually has brought light to the situation and it shouldn't yeah like she's a meme now she is and i know it's mostly people laughing at her not with her yeah i do like how do you see how he mandel what did he say he he done a parody video like he got out a guitar and strung badly <laughs> and was talking about being on a gossip train. I was like, oh my god. Like there's so many TikTok now. I haven't been on TikTok recently, but TikTok apparently is flooded with it as well. Yeah. Um I listened to a podcast on it actually. Um and so the, the I know I never saw this, but one of the podcast hosts said that someone called Peach PRC, I don't know if mm-hmm. you know what it is. Said that she's trying to Zoe Deschanel her way out of this. No, <laughs> well, like with the that. ukulele and stuff. I think I get where they're coming from, but just don't. But I know don't, who same bracket as my Zoe. Yeah, no, I know who Peaches. Peaches an Australian. Um, you've definitely seen her on your for you page. She's an Australian like singer who has pink hair and she's really pretty. Oh. Yeah, I think you do. You would know her, but she, um, yeah, Peach, no, girl, like, it's not the same thing. Because, <laughs> like, the ukulele is Colleen's, like, brand. Yeah. She does. And I have learned the ukulele, and thank God it wasn't because of her, because I actually would have smashed it. <laughs> no, I have, I'm so annoyed at this whole situation. And, like, the thing is, like, Colleen has brought her whole family into this, like, not only her kids and her husband, but, like, her brother and their kids like her brother and sister-in-law have a channel called the Ballinger family. Yeah. Who I used to follow. And her sister, Rachel is a vlogger and is now um like in the queer space of YouTube. And so, cause she just came out as lesbian and well, a few years ago now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I haven't actually unfollowed Rachel. I was going to ask you, cause I know you like Rachel. I love Rachel. But now I have Rachel hasn't said anything about this and I don't think she will and she is Colleen's sister but as of now until Mm -hmm. anything really incriminating comes out about Rachel I'm not going to follow just for the simple fact that like if this was my cousin that done something and I didn't actually do anything except for maybe be a bit of a bitch every now and then which I kind of knew about her anyway because (laughs) I know somebody who was a fan of them yeah 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 and met them in the airport and apparently Rachel wasn't very nice. So. Oh. <laughs> but I knew that anyway, I was like, ah, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's okay. That's whatever. We'll let Rachel laugh at that one. But yeah. But, um... Yeah. So I am really heartbroken. Like I have followed like this whole family for years. I'm sure a lot of people are. A lot of kids as well who grew up with Miranda are, you but know, that, yeah, yeah, their childhood's um... not, it's been kind of something so seedy. Yeah, like now to know and all the jokes she made. Also, the writer who said about the racist allegations was saying that apparently like on set that Colleen was like trying to make really, really, really inappropriate scenes with the uncle on the show. Yeah, I heard that. She wanted Miranda and the uncle to do really weird stuff. Yeah. And this poor intern had to write all this down. Like, (laughs) Oh my God. Also, um... There was some really bad things about like apparently the there was an Asian shop in the in the TV show and yeah. Colleen said all this Asian shit will be out of here by the time we film. 
yeah, she turned into a bodega. Yeah, and she also said the N-word with hard R. Oh, for God's sake. Jesus Christ. So. Do you think she can bounce back from this? I hope she doesn't. I hope she doesn't either. <laughs> I don't see. My, my honest opinion is I, I think she can, but I don't want her to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think she has enough fans that she'll still be able to tour. She will never be at the magnitude that she was. But uh, if she, that's if she doesn't get jail time. Honestly, honestly. Well, thanks for updating us. <laughs> I'm sure the story will continue to unfold. And you'll update us again next week. It will. It won't. It won't be uh, a novel, though. I promise. <laughs> um, but uh, as well, I uh, just the final headline. Then the only other headline of pop news is. So, back in January, Mighty Cyrus released Flowers and had everyone talking with Easter eggs planted throughout the music video. Fans took notice of one particular gold dress, similar to the one Jennifer Lawrence wore to the Hunger Games premiere. Speculation began to arise that uh, Liam Hemsworth cheated on Mighty with his Hunger Games co-star. In a 2015 interview on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen resurfacing, uh, J-Law admitted that she and Liam kissed off-camera. In that same show, many years later, Jennifer was promoting her film No Hard Feelings. She sets the record straight in regards to Miley. So during a game of Plead the Fifth with Andy Cohen, Jennifer responds to the rumour saying, "Uh, Not true, a total rumour. Everyone knows Liam and I kissed one time. It was years after they broke up. And so I just assumed that was like a coincidence. Hmm. I don't, I like... <laughs> <laughs> Would you admit that on TV though? That's the thing. What that they kissed? Well, like yeah, they kissed when he was with Miley. Well, like I, I, obviously, I don't know if it's. But she said that they kissed after they broke up. Yeah, so the first time she said it was 2015 during Watch What Happens, oh. and then she it was kind of brought up later after Flowers' music video because everyone thought the gold dress was a hint at Jennifer. Hmm. But yeah, probably was. Yeah, Miley's pay, even if it was, when they were <laughs> up, Miley's like, fuck you. So there was some crossover between Jennifer and Miley, which is odd. No, it's not odd. Like, mm. look, J Law in her own right is stunning, but like, you know, yeah, you just there just should never be a crossover with Miley, in my humble opinion. Yeah, no, that's fair. You should never stray away. So <laughs> Anyway, Katie, I'm going to let you introduce this week's topic. Well, ladies and gentle people, the start of this episode has been a lot. So much so, I think I might need to be mad as soon and get a beer. Now I'm only messing, just throw me a life sport. Okay, don't mind me, everyone. That's fully correct. We're going to be talking about Madison Beer's first studio album, Life Support. So, Evan, what is your history with Life Support? So, I remember, well, I knew who Madison Beer was for years and years and years. And um, so I heard a few of the singles then uh, about the, uh, like, because she released them like a year before they came out. Mm. And then she released uh, Life Support in 2021. But I didn't hear it until about a year later. Um, And yeah. That's my kind of history with life support. Again, how I feel later. What's your history with life support? Never heard of it until you told me you were listening to it. And then you were like, we should do it on the pod. And then we decided to do it. So that's my history. 
So, <laughs> so we're going to go through all the tracks on Madison Beer's Life Support. Katie, are you ready? I'm ready. So number one is The Beginning, written by Madison Beer and Leroy Clampett. Uh, introduction to the album highlighting Madison's vocals. Number two is Good and Goodbye, written by Madison Beer, One Love, Kinetics, Big Taste, Lowell, and Isaiah Somonique Libeau. The lead single from Life Support uses clever wordplay to highlight how Madison's relationship is truly over and she is ready to move on to the next. So the song reached number 15 in New Zealand. Number three is Default, written by Madison Beer, Ray and Big Taste. The song is about Madison's anxiety and depression. So Madison has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and the you she's referring to in the song could be interpreted as herself. Number four is Follow the White Rabbit, written by Madison Beer, Ray and Big Taste. The Alice in Wonderland theme song details a broken relationship in which Madison is wanting to be with this person, has indicated to this person she is not in a relationship, but later realises the truth that she is being friend-zoned by him. Number five is Effortlessly, written by Madison Beer, Lowell, Big Taste and Paul Chelton. So in this song, Madison talks about her experience with antidepressants and how mental illness can affect your daily life. She touches on how she used to do everything so effortlessly and how when she started taking the medication, she felt confused. Number six is Stay Numb and Carry On, written by Madison Beer, Big Taste, Kinetics and One Love. Madison Beer takes the famous British phrase, keep calm and carry on, and changes it to depict the unhealthy coping mechanisms used when dealing with mental health struggles. Instead of facing her problems head on, she decides to ignore them and move on. Number seven is Blue, written by Madison Beer, Lowell and Big Taste. In the song, Madison talks about how her ex would make her cry when she, uh, when all she envisioned was a movie-style romance for them. In the song, she says she knows when to run just like her makeup does, implying she's running away from a toxic situation. Number eight is an interlude, written by Madison Beer, Lowell and Big Taste. So Madison described the song on Instagram as the moment the album switches from happy songs to deeply emotional songs. Number nine is Homesick, written by Madison Beer, Lowell, Kinetics and One Love. So Madison first teased this track uh, back in 2019 under the name Meant to Be. She she told Zach Sang, I have a song about how I'm an alien and I'm sad that my parents didn't abduct me. She also said there's a lyric in the song about her mom and dad saying that they met for the first time under the moonlight and about how she didn't buy that cover story because it didn't feel right after she sang the lyric then later on in 2020 madison went on instagram live where she did a little q a in it and she answered a question a fan made what's the song that you talked about zach sang zach sang with they said you belong in space she said that song's called meant to be no sorry that was the old title track it's called that was the old title it's called homesick we've changed that song's title so many times it's called homesick it's on the album you'll hear it Number 10 is Selfish, written by Madison Beer, One Love, Kinetics, JRM, Big Taste and Lowell. This is the second single off the album. The song is in reference to Madison's former relationship with music producer Zach Bia. So their first split occurred in July 2018, following, uh, followed by an explosive argument outside a Los Angeles hotspot. The singer later explained the situation on You Now, claiming that she did not slap or choke him as some media outlets suggested. All I did was push him out of frustration, which is wrong. It was a moment of frustration, anger, and I did not hurt him. I shoved him. However, they rekindled their romance in December of 2018, ahead of the New New Year's, and then broke up again in February. It reached number 19 on the US bubbling under Hot 100 chart, 
as well as entering the official charts in Canada, Ireland and the UK. It impacted the contemporary hit radio in the United States on May 19th, 2020. And the single has been certified platinum. 11 is Sour Times, written by Madison Beer, Lowell, Kinetics and One Love. So Sour Times is all about Madison not allowing herself to be taken advantage of because she's going through something. In an interview with Zach Sang, Madison said, being taken advantage of can mean if you're in a vulnerable state or you've just gone through a breakup or you're mentally going through something, that can also be a form of being taken advantage of. People sometimes see an opportunity uh, and are like, oh, this person is at a vulnerable place in their life. I can swoop in and hook up with them or befriend them, whatever it might be. When I was creating the album, I noticed a lot of people, men in particular, were kind of like, it felt like I was being preyed on. The amount of guys who comfort you during a breakup and they're just trying to hook up with you, like, that's wrong in my opinion. And, like, it wasn't a genuine thing. It was clearly, like, a sexually driven thing. And I was just going to, I was just like, man, that makes me sad. So I wrote Sarah Times about how I'm not going to hook up with you or sleep with you or leave with you just because I'm going through something. Number 12 is Boy Shit, written by Madison Beer, Jake Banfield, Upsall, Pete Nappy and Big Taste. So Boy Shit is the fourth single off of Life Support. Madison is expressing that she is dealing with a boy trying to act like a man, but he continues to be childish. Her not speaking boy shit implies she speaks man shit, which would require a boy compliment uh, complimentary to her level of mental maturity. This would have in itself remedied this state of her frustration and confusion stemming from his indecision and lack of personal accountability. Number 13 is Baby, written by Madison Beer, Jake Banfield, Upsall, Pete Nappy and Big Taste. Baby is the third single off Life Support. On the Kelly Clarkson show, Madison described the song as a confidence booster and wants to make something to make people feel confident in themselves. Number 14 is Stained Glass, written by Madison Beer, One Love, Leroy Clampa and Kinetics. Madison told NME this song was a message not only to the public, but to those around her to be more gentle and not judge someone too harshly because you never know what they're going through. Uh, Stained Stain Glass is the first promotional single from uh, Life Support. She sang the full version on a live stream on Billboard's Facebook account on March 23rd, 2020. 15 is Emotional Bruises, written by Madison Beer, 1993, Lowell, E. Kid Boggart and Leroy Clampett. In the song, Madison sings about taking someone back five times and how she is living in a vicious cycle. Emotional Bruises was first teased on August uh, when Madison tweeted a lyric from it. Then on December then on December 2018, she played a little of the song, saying it got updated. She confirmed it would be on the album and also said that she has a music video planned for the song. In March 2020, Madison went on live where she sang some of her songs and teased others in the live. Madison played a little of Emotional Bruises to show how it's been updated. So later on in October 2020, the song fully leaked. Number 16, Everything Happens for a Reason, written by Madison Beer and Leroy Clampett. In the song, Madison sings about how she used to believe that everything happened for a reason, but she still can't find a reason as to why her ex would want to hurt her so bad. Number 17, the final track, Channel Surfing slash The End, written by Madison Beer, Lowell, Leroy Clampett, Paul Shelton, Kinetics and One Love. The 17th and last track of the album marks the end of the record whilst alluding to some of her previous songs, respectively Homesick, Stained, Selfish and Dear Society, over a tape-like rewind production that progresses to be a thank you note to an audience as Life Support departs. So that was the track-by-track analysis of Life Support by Madison Beer. So let's discuss. All right. 
where to start? What did you think, first of all? Um, meh. You thought it was meh? Meh. That's my first, like, thought, like, so mm-hmm. I thought she's very, now, I, before I start. Yeah. I actually think she's a really good singer. She is. I do, and I'm not taking this away from her, but at the start, the very first track, I was like, oh, a bit of trying to be Ariana Grande here. It kind of gave me a bit of, like, Ariana, like, sweetener vibes. Okay. And then, like, halfway through the album, I was like, you sound like Rihanna. Like, Rihanna's vibe. Yeah. Like, slow Rihanna, not, like, found love. But, you know, like, slow Rihanna. So, I just think it it didn't shout, like, oh, this is a brand new artist to me. Hmm. If that makes sense. But here's the thing, like she's she wasn't a brand new artist at that time. She had genuinely been in she got discovered when she was 13 by Justin yeah. Bieber. And then was signed to yeah. Super Braun, which I will I'll have a clip I'll play in a second. Um mm-hmm. she was so she wasn't really a new artist, but this was her first like a debut album, which technically in terms of like the recording academy does make her a new artist. Yeah. But like to me, she was a new artist. Yeah. So when I heard this for the first time, I don't think I've ever, I'd ever heard any of her work before. And if I did, I didn't know it was her. So to me, I didn't go, oh, wow, this is Madison Beer. Wow, she's great. It was like, oh, she's just trying to be somebody else. You, you felt it was reminiscent of other people's work. Yeah. And look, like I know you have to take inspiration from people. Yeah. I totally get that. But mm. there's also people that have taken inspiration from others but have completely made it their own. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, but, like, I just, I wouldn't be running back to listen to it again. No, I understand. I know I genuinely do think it is a good eclectic pop record. But the reason I wanted to kind of talk about it is because it was kind of brought back to my attention. I was listening to a Patreon episode of Flop Culture, the podcast, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about Pia Mia, who was a singer from, like, 2014. Yeah. Take off um, that much. But and they brought up Madison Beer, they compared it to Madison Beer, and I was like, I don't really think that's a fair comparison. Um, just because I feel like I do like Madison Beer. I do. But I feel like in terms of when people talk about Madison Beer, like go to any music video, right? Look at the comments. They're all about her looks. Yeah. And she is beautiful, like. Yeah, she is. She's beautiful. And there's always this discussion of Madison Beer. Like, no one really views her as a singer. They kind of see her more as, like, maybe, like, an influencer. Like, a. it's always about if she's had work done as well, which I just think is a stupid, unnecessary. Yeah. Am I right in thinking she was ever big on TikTok? I don't think she was that much of, like, she had an online presence, but I don't think she was, like, she wasn't Addison Ray. Okay. Yeah, because I would think I was mistaken or with a TikToker for a while. <laughs> Not that I thought she was the same as a different TikTok, but I just thought Madison Beer was a TikToker. Yeah. Like that, like that, like when you say people think of her as an, an influencer, I thought of her as a TikToker. That's just the thing. It's like it's almost like she's too pretty to be a musician. Well, she's not, but like she's you know. not. But yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. It's a strange one, but she is really good. Mm. I just didn't vibe with this album, which is funny because it's I feel like it's my type of music. It's it's very mix and match, but that's that's what I feel makes it eclectic. Yeah. Well it is a concept album. Yeah. But did you feel the concept? Because I didn't. Um See, it's quite hit and miss sometimes, that's why. I really do enjoy the song, but I don't know if I 100% get the entire concept. Yeah, no, I like, agree, I agree. But I do think it is a strong pop record, though. It is a strong pop record, and it does have some good songs on it. Like, I'm not saying that it was bad. I actually don't think it was bad at all. I don't think her songs are bad. I don't think her voice is bad. I just just wouldn't be rushing back to listen to it, you know? Yeah. But I did actually, like, but I won't lie, the first time I listened to it, I turned it off halfway through. Yeah, well... But I don't know if that's a me problem. I think that might be you problem. (laughs) Could be, could be. It took me about four different times to go back and listen to it to actually get through it. (laughs) But again, that could actually be a me problem. Yeah, well, she's not getting, I feel like she's not getting, well, actually, around the time of this album, she she wasn't getting enough, she wasn't getting the attention that I feel like she wanted or deserved. Yeah. I feel like she has the potential to be, you know, an Ariana, like, on that kind of, not like vocally, but on like, the, you know, the kind of like level. See, I don't actually disagree with the vocally, I disagree with the popularity. Really? What do you think that is? Because you're literally saying that, like, people aren't taking her seriously. Yeah. So if people aren't going to take her seriously, then she'll never be on the same level of Ari- as Ariana in that sense. But I think she, like, is actually very, very vocally talented. She is talented. But some of her songs are a miss. Um, I don't know but- if I agree. Well, I haven't, I haven't heard, like, her entire discography. I've only really heard Life Support. No, I mean on this album. Yeah. Like the second one, I was like, oh no, not second, but I like that one. I think it was the third song. I was like, what are you trying to say? Like, enunciate your words. <laughs> no, I was. I really was. Um, Because, and I'll tell you where it's um, from. I was trying to pick out lyrics for your quiz, like as part of the oh, quiz. And I was yeah. like, I actually can't understand what she's saying. I think it's one song. I'm like, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, just and just enunciate. I'll mm-hmm. put lyrics. I know lyrics will be fine. <laughs> be able to match it up with words. Like, we got right. That's what she said. <laughs> but um, I actually my favorite song on this album. I actually have to get the thing up because you know what I'm like. My brain. Yeah. Um, hopefully it doesn't start playing. Um, it might start playing, but we'll see. Um. It is. Well, you're going to be like, how did you not remember this? I'm sorry, it's just my brain. <laughs> um, Everything happens for a reason. Oh, I love that one. That's my favorite song on the album. No, I, I, I actually can't think of, I think mine is probably Selfish. That's a good one, too. Selfish is a good one. It's the reason I hate Gemini's. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not a Gemini? <laughs> I'm an Aries. No, so yes. <laughs> Sorry. I was just testing you. Um, 
I also really like Good and Goodbye. I think that was a good song. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because it's the wordplay in it. Yeah. But I did like that one. But oh, I think that was actually the one at some point I couldn't understand what she was saying. I think it was that one. <laughs> not the not the spelling bit, but the other bit before she starts spelling. Yeah, so um well she had her debut, kind of her big break when she was 13, discovered by Justin Bieber. Mm. Um, and then she had all these kind of things being planned for her. Now I'm gonna just play a little snippet from an interview that she did a few years later. Okay. Um, and then you'll understand what what kind of went wrong and why it took um so many years for this album to come out. So can you see that? Yeah. Perfect. Also think because I was so young, I was just so excited and like felt so lucky to have been signed to a like a label, signed to Scooter Braun, signed to Justin Bieber. Like I had my dreams literally handed to me. Like so I wasn't about to complain about anything. Like no like. it's 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 bizarre, especially at that age you don't know how to comprehend like what has happened to you. But I think it took me getting my dreams and then having them honestly all ripped away from me to put me where I am now like I don't think I would be as artistic if I wasn't like I literally had everything taken away from me like, in what way I was signed to everything I had Justin Bieber in my music video I had like tv show being planned movies being planned this and that and then out of nowhere it was all gone no more scooter no more Justin no more labels not even my lawyer was the same everyone left me everyone gave up yeah. everyone except for my mom and my mom managed me by herself for two years no one but my mom like literally so thank you for that little clap it's true no really like i i think it takes sometimes in life for people to have it all and then like get it taken away for you to appreciate it yeah and that is such a hard thing to come to terms with at such a young age but like as she said if it didn't happen she probably wouldn't be who she is yeah now she's managed to bounce back and the tour was a sellout so for a play tour. I know. I wish I went to the tour. I, I discovered this album after the tour and I kind of regret it. <laughs> but isn't she releasing a new album this year? Yeah, and I actually want to talk about that. So she's actually gonna she's actually getting a bit more attention with this one. Okay. She's getting with this one. All thanks to one woman. Can you guess who this woman is? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um mm, Miley? No, it's actually Lana Del Rey. Oh, she got, is she supporting Lana? No, that would be great, though, I wish. Oh, you're like, please. <laughs> I'm going to Lana Friday, I wish. That would be so good. Oh, no, I'm so glad you got tickets, sorry. Oh, uh, no, yeah, no, it's a funny story. Actually, sidebar for a second. I got my pre-sale, and I got my ticket the minute I landed back in Dublin Airport, and, the se- and I was like, it kept buffering, and I was like, we need to get closer to the airport, I need this 4G. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe you got it, because... For anyone that doesn't know, if you don't know, Lana just was like, I'm playing next week. Tickets are on sale tomorrow. Literally like 10 <laughs> days before the game. <laughs> yeah. But like I work with, I was working with people who work with MC. No one knew. No one knew. No one was the best kept secret, yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, that's that's gonna be fun. Um but um anyway, yeah, so there is so Lana Del Rey was getting honored at the Billboard Women in Music Awards and she was doing an interview and she brought up uh, people were asked like 
do you ask my DC interviews? Who are you into right now? Whose music are you into right now? She said, Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, and Madison Beer. And she said she met Madison Beer at a coffee shop, said she's really proud of what she does. And then all of like Lana's fans, who I've had encounters with, um, most of you are really nice. <laughs> my TikTok is is lit. Uh... Your TikTok is lit. I like your comments sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, what are they saying today? <laughs> See, she loves when people bully me. <laughs> I don't. I love your comeback. <laughs> oh that's fair that's fair anyway so Lana does this interview she said she really loves Madison Beer and then all of a sudden Madison Beer is getting so much more attention because of Lana and Lana's really well respected and like you know she's been hammering away for years oh uh, yeah like of course like if Lana if Lana's on her side Lana's you know doing the right thing mm-hmm. so then interview magazine set up for her to set up an interview with Madison Beer but she was going to be interviewed by Lana Del Rey. So Lana has now heard the entire second album and she says it's some of her best work. So she's gonna I think this album's gonna do a lot better than we're gonna get into how it went, but this album's gonna be, I think, a bit is gonna go a bit better for her. I think she's on the rise now because of Lana. Okay. So I mean she's getting the Lana endorsement really. Yeah. Now to be fair, I would be more inclined to listen to this album now, like because I've listened to Life's Part. Yeah. So the new album that comes out, I'm probably I'm probably going to give it a go because I'm like, oh, well, I've listened to Life's Part and I may as well just see what this one's about and see if I like it better or mm-hmm. the same or indifferent. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? Um, I feel like I did. Um, but her exact Bia is just awful. Um. <laughs> I haven't deep dived in, so I wouldn't know. Okay, so uh, I can actually give you the little scoop. <laughs> oh, give me the scoop. So there's a song, another song she has called Reckless. It's, it was meant to be on, this, yeah. on the album, but it's a single. It's not on the album, basically, right? And Selfish is about him as well. So basically, the rumor is that Zach Bia, who also went out with Olivia Rodrigo recently, and now Madison and Olivia are being besties. We love petty queens. Mm. I love them, my favorite type of queen. <laughs> So um, Madison went out with Zach Bia for a few years. Zach Bia cheated on Madison with her now ex-best friend. Oh. So we don't like this. Oh no, that's not fun. Awful. That's really not fun. That's not. not Who's okay. he when he's at home? Let me check him out. Zach Bia, he's not. He, how, how do you land these birds? Zach. Bia. Like ASAP Rocky, and you look at his dating history, it's like, how did you land these two fine women? Like, how do I spell his second name? B I A. Ah, sorry, my brain. Ah, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, surely not. Madison Beer and (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo, two absolute stunners. Surely not. (laughs) Surely not. Ah, stop, girls. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. How? How? <laughs> I want to know how. Give me your confidence. 
No. The ASAP Rocky thing, it's like, how, look at ASAP Rocky's dating history. Google this now. And you'll be like, how did he pull all these fine birds? I kind of understand ASAP Rocky a bit more than this young fella. Well, I suppose, yeah. But <laughs> like, the question on. still remains. <laughs> like, yeah, no. You can't really. Like, ASAP's actually good looking. He's not a bad looking dude, but like when you, he's kind of when you look at his dating history, like yeah, true. Like Rita Ora, Lana, Rihanna. Well, he has isn't is he not Rihanna's baby daddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two babies, but Rihanna. Yeah, but he's dated Lana. He's dated Rita Ora. I know you don't like her, but she's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> she <is>. kind of is. Or <laughs> <laughs> Rita, the Rita slander every week. <laughs> Uh, it's not every oh what me and Aesop have the same birthday October 3rd yeah <laughs> ah that's the other way like <laughs> Pretend- no, I- this is turned into an episode for redemption for Aesop Rocky <laughs> no but this this is actually nah, girl. no no what like why I are you mm, ah stop <laughs> Hopefully they've learned. <laughs> Hopefully they've learned. Well, you know what? I'm here. I'm here for the Madison Beer resurgence. I'm here oh. to see her star on the rise. And I know you said that she feels like she's taking inspiration from other people, but I feel okay. Explain. <laughs> like I think it's okay that she's taking inspiration from other people. Like mm-hmm. that's not my issue. My issue is that it doesn't sound any different. Yeah. And it's not, I'd, I, like, I feel like if she came on the radio, I would be like, Madison Beer. Yeah. But you would do that with Adele. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's my issue. It's like, even the sound and the lyrics and the tone and the notes, I'm like, you sound like too many people. Like, you need to be you. But hopefully this album brings more that I want her. I think it will. Yeah. I think it will. And you know what? She's got Lana on her side, so you can't go wrong. She does have Lana on her side, so I feel like Lana's going to be a good mentor for her because, obviously, again, Lana, you hear where you're like, Lana, right, 100%. Yeah. So I think I've said all I need to say. If I have anything else to say, I'll just work it in. Perfect. Um, so I'm going to just talk about how Life Support uh, performed commercially. So um, Life Support entered the national charts in various territories. So in the United States, it debuted at number 65 on the US Billboard 200 with 11,800 album equivalent units, according to Rolling Stone charts. Mm. Uh, in the UK, the album debuted at number 28, making it Beer's first top 40 uh, on the country. Elsewhere, the album debuted at number 21 in Ireland, 23 in Canada, and number 33 in New Zealand. Very good. But her tour was a sellout, and she did very well, so. Well, hopefully it continues for her because I do want to see well for her and I hope she changes my mind because I like when people change my mind. I'm like Simon Cowell. <laughs> she says it's our wine glass hands. Yeah, sorry everybody, I'm having a glass of wine. Um, I needed it to, to battle that topic today, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did, I was like, you girl, you need a glass of wine, so because I've been dying for a glass of wine, like a nice red red wine all week so it's what I have but I feel like I'm kind of like Simon Kill. yeah like no real talent but like can talk my way around you like yeah. I know he's a producer and all but come on 
his talent is being a grumpy a grumpy puss and uh he I'm I'm sure he makes everybody else do his producing for him now. <laughs> I'm sure he's not in this studio mixing anymore. And I'm sure he hasn't been for the past 40 years. So I would like to declare myself Lemico. There we go. <laughs> and Evan is sick of me. Evan is the <laughs> Louis Walsh or the Sharon Osborne. Whichever you want. <laughs> anyway, Katie, I'm gonna you take it away now, please, Simon. Go. <laughs> okay, it's time for a pop quiz. School is in session. Evan, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So when was Live Support released? It doesn't have to be the exact date, it can just be month and year. I'm gonna say, I think it was eight no February twenty twenty one. It was, yeah, officially, yeah. Even though they were all released before they all came out. We won't talk about that. All the song released <laughs> they're like 2020, 2020, but the album was out in 2021. Yeah. yeah. Um. So who did she release it with? Like, what was the record label? And you can have multiple choice for this. I, I'm going to need multiple choice for this. Okay. So was it Enter and Kill Records? Axis and Epic Records, Altar and Rad Records, or Epic and Access Records? I think it's Epic and Access Records. Is that your final answer? Yes, and I know you always give away. I'm wrong with this. It was, you were very close. What, what did you say then? Epic, the last one, Epic and Access. It was Access and Epic Records. I, I don't I put both of them in there to show you. Is that is that is that two labels or is that one name? It's two labels. Uh, okay. like she has two different labels. So it's access. It's like access now and epic records, but that's the way it comes up in the discog is access and epic. Okay. Okay. So what is the lead single on the album? And again, multiple choices here. Oh god, is it selfish? Is that your final answer? No. <laughs> would you like would you like multiple choices? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so your options are selfish, baby, boy shit, or good and goodbye. It's good and goodbye. It is good and goodbye. Again, you can have multiple choice for this. What is the length of the album? Oh, if I'm gonna need multiple choice for that. So is it 42 minutes and 20 seconds? 44 minutes and 45 seconds? 46 minutes and 30 seconds? Or 40 minutes and 20 seconds? The third one. You're correct! <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, again, multiple choice. How many tracks are on the album? 17. Yeah, correct. Okay, true or false? The track, the beginning, is over a minute long. I'm going to go false on that one. False. It's 59 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was very sneaky today, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was sneaky. <laughs> okay, so this is a finish the lyric. Okay. Oh, it's a not a finished lyric. It's the um, what song is it from? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
it's a match the lyric. Um, these can be multiple choice as well. So maybe is there something I can take for this? How much longer I've got away for this? Was that Dear Society, Baby, Stained Glass or Reckless? That's Baby. It is Baby. Correct. Again, finish uh, match the lyric. You're bad for my health. I should probably get some help. Was that Sour, Baby, Dear Society or Effortlessly? Uh, I'm going to say Effortlessly. That was Dear Society. That's not even on the album. <laughs> Yeah, but it's part, it's part of the YouTube mix. Oh. Sorry. That's what I listened to it on. So. Um, uh, you check in and out of like, you check in and out of my heart like a hotel. That's reckless. Yeah, it is reckless. <laughs> it's not even on the album either. Yeah, well, they're on the YouTube mix. <laughs> so I when I type in the album on YouTube, and you, you're still getting the right, so I don't know what you're mad about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway and then and if you throw another stone then I'd stay far away oh I can hear it it sounds real spacey and stuff <laughs> so was it follow the white rabbit stained glass the beginning or blue I think either, is it blue and if you throw another stone then I'd stay far away I can hear it because the way she sings away and then it sounds like you're in space Mm. Stained glass. I'm going to go stained glass. Correct. Mm. Well done. How many did I get? Actually, was that eight? Uh, eight. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> kind of nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was a sneaky sneak today. Sneaky sneak. So next up, we're going to put life support by Madison Beer on our pop scale. We rank it out of five based on its place in pop culture and how much we like it. Katie, out of five, what do you give life support by Madison Beer? Okay, I'm being really rootless, but I'm giving it a two and a half because mm-hmm. I'm not in love with it. I'm probably not going to go back and listen to it again. But if it came on, I wouldn't turn it off. Yeah. And I I do want to listen to her new album. I will say that. Like, I actually genuinely will listen to it. So I can't say it was a total fail. So I'm going to give her a two and a half. What about you? So I think it is a really good pop record. I'm not going to give it the full five. That's just a bit mad. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll go... Three and a half. Because okay, I feel like it. she's on her way there. Mm. And I think this was a good stepping stone for her musically. And I think there are some really great songs on there. Um, She just needs to... This is more so just a Madison Beer episode instead of just life support. But, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> What are you smiling at? Just you. <laughs> that was funny, like... <laughs> Yeah, she just she is on her way there. I mean, Lana's gonna help her out. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, she's on she's on the right track. I think this was a good introduction. I I don't think it's perfect, but I'm intrigued to see where she goes after this. So yeah, three and a half. Yeah, that's that's decent. So next up, we're gonna talk about what's popping, meaning what we're enjoying in terms of pop culture. Katie, what's popping with you? Okay, so I don't know if I mentioned this show last time because I can't remember if I was watching it then. But there's a show called Barry. Did I mention this? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, I did. But I'm still watching it and I'm still enjoying it. Um, It's very good. It's going to be taken off now TV in like two days. So I should really get on watching the rest of it. But um, 
I'm on the last season. Yeah. Would you be shocked? I'm on the very last season. I'm on like <laughs> episode three of the last season. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. But that's been popping with me. Other than that, the only other thing is like it's not really popping, but it's Colin Bonder stuff. It's anything that's ever on my YouTube. Yeah. And it just has taken all of my attention. So that um the same Stardew Valley. All of my podcasts, you know, the usual. Mm-hmm. What's popping with you, Evan? Give me some new finds. Well, it's been it's been two weeks, so uh, I've made a list. <laughs> hit me, hit me. So with first up is she debuted with her debut solo single. It's Leanne with Don't Say Love. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's just thriving right now. So Good. Leanne is just amazing. Always, always amazing. Funny Girl, because I saw it in New York. Oh, I'm so jealous. Leah Michelle did... Such an incredible job. Oh, I can't believe you're in you were in the same room as her. I know. <laughs> I mean I have been too, but like not in New York. It well, was my second time there. seeing it li- seeing her live because I was in Glee Tour. <laughs> so was I. That's why. <laughs> I knew you were referencing that. But yeah, funny girl. I love the soundtrack. I think Leah did such a great job and it was actually so cool to hear her. She just fits that space and fits that role, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. She's on she's on the right track there. Um, Maisie Peters' album The Good Witch Maisie Peters is very friggin' talented Jennifer Lawrence's movie No Hard Feelings oh. very funny very very funny Olivia Rodrigo Vampire which is about Zach Bia oh haha <laughs> ew but don't give him time girl Love. Madison and Olivia are you know just they're just becoming besties now good and then finally uh, Celebrity Gogglebox Oh, I love Celebrity Goggle Box. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, no. I have to say, this year's round of celebrities, not the strongest. Mm. Although, I do love Roman Kemp and his dad. Oh. <laughs> Roman Kemp's father. Martin. <laughs> Martin. Martin Kemp. <laughs> He's a lovely looking man. That's all and Catherine Ryan's on it this year, I heard. Yeah, with her husband, who is so beautiful. Bobby is a nice looking man, but <laughs> but come on, Martin Kemp. So is so is Denise Van Etten and Duncan from Blue. <laughs> yeah, because Denise Van Etten was on it with her ex, but we didn't oh, see I love them together. <laughs> Why? <laughs> not anymore, because he's a prick. Oh gosh, yeah, that annoyed me. <laughs> Yeah, Duncan from Blue. I saw Blue live. Oh my god, yes you did. And you well, did. I actually technically didn't. I went back to my car because my, my phone was dying and I was like, it's not worth it. <laughs> you did see Boys Life though? I did see, but I finally got to see Westlife play after... Well, not, not Westlife, that's a lot. <laughs> kind of. Brian McFadden. <laughs> no, Brian McFadden. I finally got to see Brian McFadden ever perform because he left Westlife two weeks before I went to see them for the first time. What a prick. Anyway, and I don't take it back because I know Vogue doesn't really like him anymore. So, <laughs> very bitter. <laughs> I'm such a bitter, petty, twisted little human. Okay. But so- not to the people I love. So. <laughs> Katie, where can the people find us? 
People can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Make It Podcast. You can give us a little review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify if you so wish. And if any of your family and friends need a new podcasts to listen to, send them our way. They can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Okay, so that was our episode of Madison Beer's Life Support, and you will hear from us next week. Goodbye.